Bonjour, je suis le grand What is this for? Like in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle. We're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening. Don't not, forget. We're to... not talking like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. Yeah. We just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram and to give us five star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah. That's all we have to say. So just say that. Is there any, go. Yeah, if you're uh, language, you're listening, just cut what I said and put it on there. Method. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parents' guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order. When's the last time you like clean shaved with a razor? I took everything down to a razor. Oh wow! Just except for the mustache, but I'm tempted. I probably will at some point. I'm kind of just want to be clean shaven for a while. I'm so sick of being the bald guy with the beard. Do you do your head? Do you do a razor with your on your head too? Mm-hmm. Do you do that often? Twice a week. Really? Do you do it before the right after the podcast, like the beginning of the week and then after? Because it looks very clean right now. It does. I think it's just because the face is clean. It's emphasizing the cleanness of the head because there is no rhyme or reason. Or when I do it, I often shave it. Thursday, right before the pod. So I don't know. This sounds kind of like a conspiracy theory to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I say we get into it. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Welcome, everybody, to our. Conspiracy Theory <laughs> Pod. On today's episode, it is one of our patented Choose Your Own Adventures. This week, each freak was challenged to pick a conspiracy theory, this opening. research it, and then sell the other two freaks on it. Kevin's too clean-shaved to talk like this. <laughs> it's creeping me out way more. On that note... Who wants to start? I would like to go second or last. Oh, I, I would like to start just in case we all have the same one. I don't want it. What What are the odds that we all have the same one? There must be 10,000 conspiracy theories. If you guys have the same one as me, I, it'd be, I'd be totally shocked. That is true. Dennis has got a, rep, a reputation to go very obscure. Well, yeah. What would Dennis's be? Did you guys watch content associated with it, or did you just like dig into articles? Mine were a lot of YouTube videos and some Reddit posts. I guess did you guys? My conspiracy, I've no like I've known about for years since I was probably twelve or so. So like this is something I've always heard about, and I just did a little more research to catch up on again. Sounds ghost related. Dennis has always been watching ghost <laughs> stuff. Huh? It also sounds lazy. It sounds like he's just like already it's like had all this in the huh? That is a good. <laughs> that is such a good point. It's like what's the least amount of work because I don't have anything to do. It's a good. It's a. I and I. I thought of one. I'm like. I. I want a real. Cons- I was gonna do like. I was thinking of like Hollow Earth, but I'm like I don't believe in that. So I wanted one that I actually believe in. That sounds really realistic to convince you all. So, Dennis's next idea for an episode is like, I want everybody to eat dinner and then tell us what it's like to eat dinner. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kevin, before you logged on, Dennis was clicking around a lot on his computer. It's like, oh, okay, so you're doing this right now. No, you? I was just, I was reading. There's one, I want to make sure I get the facts straight, okay? Such a liar. I don't believe anything you say anymore. All right, well, I'll go second. We'll save Dennis for last because he sounds like he has a lot on it. I hope it's not The Shining. Do you guys believe in a lot of conspiracy theories? Or do you hear them and then you just sh- you just shut them down? Um, I actually was thinking about it a lot during this uh, while I was researching mine. Um, so no, I do not believe in conspiracy theories. Um, I think there's always a logical explanation for these things. And I don't think people are wrong in questioning the truth and like prying a little bit because there's always a little bit of truth seated in every conspiracy theory. Like JFK, for example, I don't know if that was anybody's, but like, I'm sure there's some truth in this, in the fact that he, like, it was a government hoax or whatever. But at at the end of the day, I do think like he was shot and he was a victim. He wasn't just like, it wasn't all just, I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And I, for sure. I, I, I'm this, I'm very interested in conspiracy theories like the JFK. I almost picked that one. I did not. Um, but I don't believe in many. I, I like, I'm interested in how these people think. Like I watched, I think two documentaries about flat earth people have, I don't believe in it at all, but I like to just see how these people like come to these conclusions that they think the earth is flat and how they like, it's such, it's so biased how they think and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I, there's so rare conspiracies I believe in. Um, but the one I picked, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm 100% believing it, but I'm definitely more on the side of believing it than not believing it. Damn, that makes me really excited to hear yours. I totally believe mine, too. 100%. Okay. All right. Well, sell us on it, Owen. Go for it. I'm ready. Well, I need to do a PowerPoint, and I, I'm wondering. I hope I don't fuck this up. No. So. You you fucking, no, you? You got to share your screen or anything like that. You uh, that's that's what I got to do. That's what I'm worried about. I feel like so Owen's going to stand up. He's going to have a clicker, like a TED Talk sort of thing. I put on a turtle. Put on a turtleneck. Yeah. See, see, my PowerPoint has like some action slides, so I needed to play the actual thing. But to share my screen, I don't know if it's going to actually do that. Do you guys know how to use PowerPoint without? Wait, you have action slides. Like, is the title going to bounce in? Slowly. Yeah, those are animations. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Yes, I have animations, and they're very important to my perfect for a podcast uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's going to translate. I I just know Owen's going to be talking, and I'm just going to be staring at the design layout of his PowerPoint the entire time oh, it's, and critiquing it's that. It's not great. It's not great. I I threw all of the like change the font size to a different one or font to a different type of font out the window. I don't remember what the rules were. I was like, I'm going to try to do this. And I gave up slide one. I was like, I'm just going to throw this together and see how well it goes. I think just show your screen. Oh, damn. This says, um, there's an option where I'm going to share my screen where it says upload a slide presentation, unlock features used by professionals. Oh, yeah. But you have to do a demo of it. So I don't know. What features do you think you're going to want to use that these professionals are using, Owen? (laughs) I don't know. Just the actual. Wait, aren't you? Are you just trying to show your screen? Yeah. It says share select tab, entire screen, window. Just do entire screen. Oh, there we go. You guys see it? (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. We are looking at a 
very, very good start to Owen's PowerPoint. It is giant text that says blind in um, quotation marks presented by Owen Fogarty with uh, there's a space to the left. There's there's odd <laughs> spacing between presented by and Owen Fogarty. So the, the colon is actually closer to it Owen Fogarty looks like than it an is old to the presented by. emoji of like a guy opening his mouth, like the colon and then a big, yeah. a big mouth. Is this intentional, Owen? Is it supposed to be like a that's your, just your the name? Font. Really that's it. just the, that's yeah. That's how the font works for this one. No way. That is just bad space. Wait, right? before we get into it, <laughs> no, can font. we can we can we guess what this means? Because I'm trying to, I'm feeling the vibe of the PowerPoint. There's like a gunmetal sort of uh, grid behind it, and it says blind. That's important, huh? Seems like Braille to me. Oh, nice terminology with a uh, gunmetal, Dennis. How did you? Uh, <laughs> how did you? How did you know that? I I think I, for some reason, I designed a website one time and I needed a background like this, and it was gun called gunmetal. Can you guys see each other right now? I can only see my PowerPoint. Yeah, we, I can see everybody and okay, the screen. Okay. So blind. Owen's conspiracy theory is going to be that blind people aren't actually <laughs> blind. <laughs> I I could see I could see Owen believing in something like that I think yeah like I in the case being like they've all just like are pulling like this giant ruse on us like they're like oh I I'm in the women's locker room and I'm a guy but I can't see anything <laughs> and I feel like it would it would all stem from one incident that Owen had with a blind person where whoa, he, whoa, whoa. where he's like this person definitely can see. During my time as a blind, I didn't <laughs> trick that many people. <laughs> These are all really good guesses. And I will say in Seattle, there is a absurd amount of blind people walking around. And I am very curious is like, how blind are they? Why are there so many around here? I would guess because Seattle's a high tech city and there's a lot of focus on accessibility. So they're more drawn. I agree. And I'm thinking that it's easy to navigate the city potentially because all of them are downtown. They that don't... is weird because like Cleveland, I, I can maybe think of one blind person every three years I see. You're not seeing. Yeah. Batman. And they're always like walking around with one of those canes. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, there are so many. I'm going to start taking pictures and I'll send them to you guys of the blind people walking. That's around. a great Tumblr. Uh, remember Tumblr? Yeah. It was just basically like they would have like a theme. Owens oh, is just like blind people of Seattle. <laughs> and you just post like every blind person he How sees blind. in Seattle. <laughs> All right. I will say before I get started, I love the idea of my conspiracy. And then right after I got into it, you, you know how I said it's very quick. There's not a ton of info on this, but I was pretty set on doing it. Um, and so I just made it entertaining as much as I could. So I'll get started. You guys had good guesses, but I am not going to say that all blind people are not blind, but there are certain people that may be faking it. So <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the conspiracy theory is um, Stevie Wonder was born six weeks early with an eye disorder called retinopathy of prematurity. And after his incubator received too much oxygen, it worsened his condition and he lost his eyesight as a result. Or did he? <laughs> okay, just to uh, draw out what Owen has here, we have a slide, pretty well designed. Stevie Wonder at the top in, in bold text. Big picture of Stevie Wonder on the right. Um, not a very flattering picture mm. of Stevie Wonder. It seems to be him in his 
fifties or sixties. He kind of looks like how uh, John Hamm looked in uh, Mad Men a lot. Like his face is kind of like oh yeah, kind of chin. Yeah, like double chin, really emphasizing the double chin. It, it looks like Owen didn't use shift when he shrank the image, so it kind of stretched it out a little bit. Like it didn't keep the <laughs> proportions or the uh. Their- and his his glasses look like a pair of fake Oakleys I got on the Washington D.C. trip um, <laughs> when we went, when we went down, like the the clear framed Oakleys. Wait, these ones, Dennis, or these ones? The, the, those ones, right there. Those ones, not the googly eyed <laughs> no, ones. No. <laughs> and the last thing to point out is that I there is an animation on this slide where two googly eyes they slide in from the bottom um, with about a 0.5 second slide, and I would imagine Owen spent ten to twenty minutes figuring out that slide feature for the Dude, googly it took, eyes. <laughs> it took so long. I was like, "What the fuck? How do you do this?" I had to ask Sarah, then she figured it out for me. So I was getting pretty frustrated because I was like, I just want the eyes to go out over his eyes and I want them to fly in. It's like they used to do that with everything that you put in. Do you remember back in grade school? Mm-hmm. Anytime you had a slide, it was like, what transition do you want or animation do you want? Yeah. Tell us why Stevie Wonder is not actually blind, Owen, please. Okay, yeah, that is my conspiracy theory that I don't believe Stevie Wonder is blind. So be- let's talk about nba okay not that nba <laughs> not non-blind activity nba defined as activities or actions a seeing eye person can complete or are capable of doing because they could see like driving a car flying a plane <laughs> playing basketball <laughs> spider-man <laughs> taking photos all right, Owen, we have here a slide called NBA Non-Blind Activity. Um, oh, it has that definition as Owen defined it with a really funky looking um, <laughs> paragraph break for his bullet points. Um, he started off great with three images that came in that were very thematic to pick freaks. We have a Ryan Gosling in Drive. We have Austin Butler in Masters of Air. We have Bradley Cooper, all people in the lore of Pick Freaks. And then he decided to throw in Tom Hardy in Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Holland. A person we have no, never... Tom Holland. Or Tom, or Tom <laughs> Holland. A person we have never discussed once on the podcast, I think we can. And then a picture of Brad Pitt, Timothy Chalamet, and Matthew McConaughey. Go on, Owen. I just figured they're just... All oh, white guys, to huh? Put there. Yeah, to, yeah, to keep... Oh, oh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but blind can't see, so that's my excuse. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, so you guys got the idea of non-blind activity. Stevie Wonder does a lot of this. So let's talk about NBA's all-star Shaq and his story about Stevie's NBA, which is non-blind activity. Shaq was <laughs> Shaq was coming home to his condo and walking across the lobby hall. He lives in the same condo as Stevie Wonder. He gets to the elevator, and when the elevator opens, it's Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder says, what's up, Shaq? And Shaq didn't say anything, didn't do anything. He just appeared, and Stevie Wonder knew it was Shaq. He said, how could he know that it was Shaq without seeing him? And their source of this is Shaq tells the story on TNT basketball, where he's, I don't know what, his actual role is there, but I put my sources. I don't know if it's so if is that the right etiquette to put your source on the actual slide, Kevin, or am I supposed to have appendix? 
I don't it know. It feels right. I, I just want I want to point out that this is the second time I've heard a conspiracy theory involving Shaq today. Um <laughs> I I was listening to a podcast earlier with Bill Simmons, um, David Spade and Dana Carvey, and he basically said that there's a conspiracy out there that Shaq, when he was being drafted into the NBA, David Stern, the commissioner, said, Do you want to be in hot or cold weather? And then he ended up in Orlando because he said hot. So basically, claim Shaq has stated that like the NBA is rigged. But Owen, continue on Shaq and Steve's story, Stevie. That's it for that story. Well, can I give my quick theory on why Stevie Wonder would be able to sense Shaq, a two hundred or a three hundred seventy pound male that didn't enter the elevator yet? I think a guy like that, Shaq, seven foot. 300 some pounds he's probably gonna have a pretty unique smell to him eating lots of papa john's like <laughs> I, Jack I think- has been getting a lot of airtime lately we talked about last pod this pod it's in two conspiracies now when you are a blind person all your other senses are heightened so yeah you think you think that he would probably be able to sense the weight of him a 300 pound male the scent of him like I don't know. Did Shaq would be a pretty you easy basi- person? Are you basing that you could you, all your sentence are heightened from the show Daredevil? No, just <laughs> science. <laughs> is it Good science? Question, though. Though? I guess because there is, it's a also a theory, or I don't wouldn't say it's a conspiracy. Is most people think that deaf or blind people have heightened senses in other ways, but yeah. there is a study that they aren't actually elevated in any way. They're just used a little differently. Oh, Which, so there could be an argument. Here, here's two. the question I have. If you're standing there in the elevator and I come up to you one inch away from you, I guess that's not what Shaq did. <laughs> but let's say in this incident, he did. And I came up to you one inch away from your face and Shaq came up to you one inch away from your face. Do you think you could be able to tell the, the aura in the room or the vibe in the room has changed between me and Shaq? Here's the thing. If I have my eyes closed, I could tell just because the light is different. When you're <laughs> blind, you can't. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Okay, you, you're, have, you have a blindfold closed, on. Something you you have a blindfold on. It's completely blackout blindfold. I, I don't know. That is also a... I watched a someone debunking these theories as another blind guy, but he said, I saw this video. And I was like, this guy is not blind either. <laughs> so, I think so this is just I, going I, back to Owen's original theory of just all blind people are faking it. They might, I, they might be. They're, or they're not as blind as they, they, uh, it is, they say they It are. is weird because when you're little, you're like, oh, this person's legally blind. But then they're wearing glasses, like thick glasses, like, Okay, if they're legally blind, they can't see. They don't need glasses. Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, Stevie Wonder is like blind, blind, though, not legally blind. Legally blind is once you can get past a certain amount. So who knows? All right. Oh, and I'm not sold yet. And Dennis, I do want to address your glasses thing. I I, I would guess that the reason blind people wear glasses is because their eyes don't really know where to focus. And I'm sure (laughs) that can be quite distracting during a conversation like you're talking to me. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about. Not like sunglasses, like he's saying, like the actual thick people's clear yeah. glasses that they help them see better or see objects a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, like they they they're considered legally blind, but they still can see because they're wearing like okay. thick ass glasses. I'm not so sold yet. What about you, Dennis? Um, 
I don't if know. If you listen, so I don't, I'm not an amazing sale person, but if you listen to Shaq explain this story, he's like blown away. He's like, how the fuck did he know? I, I have some here? exposure to this conspiracy theory before Owen talked about this. And I've seen video of people trying to prove that CB Wonder can actually see. So I'm a little biased and I'm like, eh, that's kind of weird what he was doing in the video. So. Here's the other thing that I didn't point out in my PowerPoint, but Ray Charles was a very successful piano, blind piano player, singer, songwriter, performer. This had to have looked good for Stevie Wonder. Like, dude, like, just play the card that you're really blind, fully blind. You can't see. You'll get more people to listen to your music. It's something different. No one else has it. And everyone loves Ray Charles. They're going to love you. He did it. And then it worked out. And then he has to just stick with it for his whole life. Yeah. Okay. I could buy that. Okay. Next one, Stevie Catches. (laughs) So there is a video that I don't have on here where, as you can see in the back, Paul McCartney is in the back, the guy in the blue suit. It's a little blurry of a picture, but if you watch the video, it's, it's a lot clearer. Paul McCartney walks across the stage, bumps into the microphone. Stevie Wonder reaches down as it's falling and grabs it and catches the microphone. Huh. So if he is bumping into that microphone, how does he know to catch it? And how does he catch it? I don't know, but look at his <laughs> nice catcher's mitt. Just flew into frame. Um, but look at Stevie, Stevie Wonder's face right now. Does that look like a guy that can see? No, that looks like a blind. Look at everyone else's face. And then look at his face. If he was blind, come on. I mean, if he wasn't blind, you think he have a face like that? He is so good at pretending like he can't see that he's like, I got this fucking dialed in. He made a quick mistake and he's like, I got to look up. I can't look down. I got to pretend like I didn't see what I just caught. Uh, do you get, I, you notice that you can, you ever do something where you're going through a lie and then you catch yourself kind of lying? You're like, fuck, I got to really do, switch it up really quick. That's what's going oh, and on. It's, it's, it reads, Paul McCarthy. <laughs> Oh God! Two uh, double capital C's, <laughs> like a hard Mick McCartney. You guys should see my store or my work emails. They're atrocious. Walks past Stevie, bumping the mic stand. Won't let you read the rest of that. Don't <laughs> okay. embarrass me like that. Next, we have Anthony Anderson. I don't know if you guys know yeah. him. He is very. Familiar what is he most Black-ish. known for? Is it Blackish? Is I that think, his big I think one? So. so yeah. He was in all the barbershop movies, I think, too. Okay. And he's also on that celebrity rehab, how, celebrity house lift. I can't remember. Oh, and I, I want to mention that this is going to play in very, very well with my conspiracy theory. I like it. So, yeah. um, so uh, Anthony Anderson was on, uh, is it Late Night with Stephen Colbert? I just said it's Late Night. He's on Stephen Colbert's talk show. Yeah. So he starts off where he's like, Stevie could see. He's like, that guy is bullshitting everyone because he challenged him to a basketball game. And people are like, you challenged him to a basketball game? He's like, he could see. He said he was at a jazz festival. Stevie walked across the stage full of dancers up to Anthony and asked Anthony to walk him to the piano. And he says, you just walked across this whole stage to find me, to ask me to walk you to the piano. You could go there your damn self. You could see. So he said that Stevie caught himself and had to play it off like he couldn't see. And then uh, Anthony had to walk him to the piano to play. All right. I have so. two thoughts here. <laughs> Stevie just flew in. Yeah. Stevie flew no in legs. next to Anthony Anderson. Um, Stevie also has no legs and he could see. 
I can see both sides of the argument. One, Owen, I could totally see like, you know, people get famous. Like I just learned that Ted Danson wears a wig and it's like, okay, like you get famous wearing a wig. Now all of a sudden you're stuck with that wig the rest of your life because it'll throw everybody off if you switch it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could totally see him like goofing around, closing his eyes, playing piano, catching on. All of a sudden he gets famous and now he's kind of just stuck. Oh, yeah. Because the whole Ray Charles, like in my mind, I mean, Stevie Wonder, I like Stevie Wonder's songs a lot better. Um, But in my mind, like when I think of Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, it's like the same person kind of almost because they're like still doing the same thing. So maybe, yeah, you're right, Kevin. Maybe he's like imitating him and people are like, Keep doing it. Did you say Kevin's right? I told you that. <laughs> last the last slide I said that he's imitating. Oh yeah, you're right too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kevin. <laughs> but my counterpoint is Stevie Wonder is a skilled piano player who's blind. Like the fact that he can play piano, a thing that I've tried doing a thousand times, and he can do it to the best of anyone else, like don't you think he'd be able to do other stuff pretty well too? He clearly has some kind of special ability besides, you know, that doesn't require eyesight. So he's going to excel at a lot of other things. Yeah. I would say out of all the things to be good at when you're blind, playing the piano might be one of the easiest ones. But he's not blind, according to you. I know, but <laughs> I, I was thinking it's what Kevin was saying. Like, why isn't he doing, eh, I guess, I maybe I'm walking into exactly what you're saying, Kevin. Um, I don't know. So. Continue. Uh, your your girl. This conspiracy is growing on me. Okay, Ooh, we got a busy, busy slide. <laughs> I here. like it. I he... like busy slides. <laughs> Stevie be driving, so he has been caught driving before. Now, how accurate are all these photos? I don't know. Uh, but we all know that carpool karaoke, the driver is definitely driving that <laughs> car the whole time and not being pulled behind in a uh, uh, tow truck. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll go into a story. So Lionel Richie I, has known Stevie his entire life. And he says, I spent my whole life with Stevie. I know he can see. He said that Stevie told him one time while they were going to the car, he said, get in the past. He told Lionel Richie to get in the passenger seat. Then he went to then Stevie went to the driver's seat, sat down, put in a cassette tape, looked behind him like this, <laughs> turned around, and backed the car down the driveway. And then played it off. He's like, Oh, I'm just joking with you. But was he really joking? Does he have that much confidence to back a car down the driveway? How's he not know nothing's behind him at all? Oh, can I recap your sources really quick? <laughs> we have Shaq. Yes. We have Shaq on NBA tonight, or NBA today, or whatever. We have Anthony Anderson on Stephen Colbert. We have we have Stevie Wonder on Carpool Karaoke. We have Lionel Richie on the Kelly Clarkson Show, and these are all some of the most, I would say, some of the more scientific publications yeah. and outlets we have. Right? I'm actually going to get into that, Kevin. Here, well, the other thing too is it seems like these people. Lionel Richie spent his whole life with him and he has one incident that he thinks that that was just, he didn't have a look. He didn't have a lot of time on Kelly. Clark oh yeah. She's, she's moving that show. Things, she's so. got to keep it going. Keep it entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't want to, he didn't want to spend it all on Stevie wonder. He gets enough clout for being blind. So he wanted to move on and talk about other things. I want to emphasize again, uh, how much, how well this is going to tie into my conspiracy theory. And it seems like a lot of people do not like Stevie wonder. 
Like they have, like they are clearly trying to out this guy. Is your conspiracy theory is Stevie Wonder is not that cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. Continue, Owen. Okay. Um, here's another one. So these are different uh, things where there is a picture of Stevie Wonder taking a picture of Michael Jackson, where he holds the camera up to his eye to take the picture, and. Someone's saying that he's playing off. Oh, he was just goofing around. But if you, you're you blind, why would you ever pull it up to your eye? Next is he's sitting courtside at a basketball game. And I, I don't know why you would ever go there. I understand you might hear the game and the what's going on, but I can't imagine paying for those tickets is, is great. The last is another... Um, Another Talk show anecdote. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Donald Glover. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, was on... Um, shoot, I forget which one he was on. Late but night. He was talking about... <laughs> he was talking about how he had to deal with Stevie Wonder. And he had to ask Stevie to use some of his music for his show, Atlanta. So Stevie said, oh, yeah, text it to me. So he's like, okay. <laughs> he's texting with Stevie Wonder. And then Stevie said, send, it, send him over the script. He sent over the script. And he went over it. Um, um, he said that he saw it. And he said it was great. He said that he saw the, like, the cover. And he really liked the cover. <laughs> even though he can't see. And then there was another time where Steve, or where Donald Glover was in the crowd for a performance that Stevie Wonder was in. He says, I see Donald Glover is here <laughs> and asked him to come up to stage. And he's like, what? How, what do you mean he sees me? So he went up and sang with them. He had a few, few other anecdotes with Stevie Wonder where he gets like album art. And he says that he really likes the album art on something, even though he can't see it. I think he I think you're just kind of proving that he's kind of like a funny guy more than like he's very I don't know self-aware. Yeah. Okay. So, Self-deprecating even. Yeah. That is the that's his one shtick though. I guess that's a bit. <laughs> I mean that's, that's, probably, everyone looks at him he's like you're blind, you're blind, you're blind and then he's like hey come over here I I see Donald Glover's and I like that sounds like a joke I would make if I was blind, you know? And then the camera thing. Nah. Like the way he's holding that camera in that picture does not look like it's like it's like on his nose. That is perfect. Someone told him like, oh yeah, when people take camera pictures with cameras, you hold it to your face and it's like not in the right spot in his face. It kind of looks like he's putting the camera in front of his mouth and he's making it talk. Like it looks like if my like three or four year old would take a picture with a camera, that's how they would do it, just not right at all. But they know what you're supposed to do. My counter Here's, to the camera thing is, how do you want him to hold it? Do you want him to make it like weird, like hold it in front of his dick? Like, there's like a certain angle you take a photo. Well, from. you said that he sounds like a funny guy. That'd be a lot funnier if he that held would it be by his dick. Funny. Yeah, I think it's funnier if he tries to do it real. I get it, but here's the thing: there's been too many, too many interactions with him where people are blown away. They're like, "This is a little too crazy." Where he says that he's blind. Is he fully blind? I don't know. I think he's playing playing that he is more blind than okay. he actually is because he's getting himself further. And then I he catches himself sometimes where he's like, oh, shit, I got to play this off a little bit more. I just saw Shaq just because I saw this huge, uh, Dick. huge figure in front of me. <laughs> I saw this huge Papa John's delivery guy in front of me. <laughs> Had to know Shaq. Um, but again, Kevin, you pointed at all my sources. 
are on late night shows, which made me realize that there is just a formula for every single late night show. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me a funny story about, I don't know, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And they they do the same thing every time they get briefed before on what they should talk about. And made me made me come out of this more than anything to not have as much respect for late night shows because they are too scripted. I already knew that they like gave them up front what they're going to talk about, but it, it was too much where everyone has the same. They go into one story about Stevie Wonder, then they get into whatever else that they're trying to promote. Oh, and can you explain the title of this this slide? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I I I had that on there, and there was going to be something else, and I just never changed it, so it doesn't really excuse fit with me. It. So thoughts? We already went over all of our thoughts. No, no, you made a good case, and I I could believe the fact that he's not one hundred percent blind. He certainly is vision impaired, and that he's playing it up for the for the folklore, for the character, for the fame. Um, I could buy that. I could buy that theory. There's a lot of evidence supporting the fact that like he can see at least a little bit. Yeah, I would say, I, I mean, after this, I think he could see more than I, in my mind, before this, I guess, I thought he was just like seeing pitch black, but maybe he can see mm. like light or shadows or something like that. Okay, so this is like if I was doing the theory that the Earth was flat and got you guys to believe bite a little bit into it, I think that that's success. Yeah. So to get my conspiracy theory to get you guys thinking in a different direction, I think that I, I moved the needle. Yes. I I, I liked it. It was, it was a good one. All right. No, I, it's going to make me think a lot about them, and it's going to be a perfect tie into mine if you guys are ready. Go ahead. I am ready. I think that was easier to talk not seeing your guys' face. Oh, probably. I get so tied up on looking at what everyone's about to do or about to talk that it makes it a lot harder. Yeah. You want you want you had a lot to talk about. You you thought you were gonna go I short. Guess I yeah. did. I didn't think I did, but I didn't expect a lot of questions in between all yeah. that. So I ran through it one time and I think I was like less than two minutes. Oh my god, <laughs> so. you ran through it. <laughs> like ran through it in my head oh. i like was clicking i was like this is ted i looked at the clock and i was like it it moved two minutes yeah so i thought it was a pretty solid powerpoint presentation it was congrats it was interesting okay so my theory or conspiracy theory that i dug into was recommended by friend of the pod george uh he was a big fan of cat williams on club shay oh. shay Okay. Yeah, because I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I'm like, what? I did a few like re- I did some research. Like, oh, what are some good conspiracy theory documentaries? And I just kept going back to like, I'm more interested in Hollywood than I am in like science or history. So I watched an hour and a half of Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. I do not need to watch the whole three hours. <laughs> it was. Um, I guess it was very, it was definitely worth a watch. And I, I want to pull up just like a quick best of Cat Williams on this to show you. You might want to explain Club Shay Shay because I think the average person doesn't know what, what that is. And before you play Cat Williams, why don't you do your best Cat Williams impression? <laughs> I'll do a Cat Williams. <laughs> I've been reading since I was two years old. <laughs> I am. That was so subtle. I thought he was going to be like, I cut that bitch with the caspoon. Well, I, I haven't watched any of his stand up in a long time. I'm just basing it purely off of his kind of 
calm demeanor. Okay, so Club Shay Shay, which is going to be really important. Calm demeanor. I have a... That's not how I know him. Yeah. Well, so Shannon Sharp, uh, famously uh, NFL tight end, one of the best tight ends ever to play the game, now is a journalist. And he his most recent gig was along Skip Bayless on a Fox show. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but basically he took over Stephen A. Smith's role as like the antagonist to Skip Bayless. And their job is just to have Arguments. an equally hot take. Yeah, like an equally hot take. Like if one person says LeBron's the GOAT, the other guy's job is to say Michael Jordan's the GOAT. And they're just supposed to defend it like their life is on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and cl- I think Shannon just left. and yeah. Or he might be, have been doing this podcast for a while. But he either way, he has this podcast now where he appears to go in depth with black entertainers specifically. Well, Um, you saw the, the, the recent viral clips that are out right now with Johnny Manziel. I've been watching them today. No, I haven't. Yeah. He just interviewed on club Shay Shay, Johnny Manziel. And those are all going viral, at least in the Cleveland Browns football scene. Cause he talks about being a Cleveland Brown and how Brian Hoyer was a douchebag and all this sort of stuff. So, all right, well, I'll say this. Shannon clearly has a very, very smart team behind him because he is one of the worst interviewers and journalists I've ever laid eyes on. Um, and I, that's going to be important as I describe. So basically, the conspiracy theory here is just that um, black Hollywood is rigged <laughs> or it's. Um, no, no. It, it, and I, I think finally we I got a it, white guy speaking about this. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> So basically, yeah, Cat, Cat is on Cat. Club Shade. Cat, yeah, yeah. This is like Zendaya is Michi. It's like you're saying the name John. Cat. LeBron, LeBron James is Guangi, <laughs> and Cat Williams is on Club Shay Shay. My kids would love this story. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> and the cat said meow. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. So basically, uh Cat Williams goes on this podcast with an agenda. Because Cat, as I've learned <laughs> on the podcast, does not do a lot of interviews. But he made a point of going on Shannon Sharp's podcast. And my theory behind that is just because he knew he could bully the shit out of Shannon Sharp as an interviewer. Cause if you're I'm gonna show you guys some clips or just this best of really quick, and you'll mm-hmm. just see that. Cat is thrown Shannon for a curb and is completely dominating this conversation. And it's quite the dynamic to see a five, five individual just kind of dominating this six, five, like alpha of a human being. So let's just watch like 30 seconds of this. I would also note that they're drinking cognac on this. And at many points during this interview, does Cat Williams say that he is straight edge, doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs, (laughs) but he is... Pound and cognac. <laughs> I needed you to know why I came by. Yeah, I need you to tell us why. People know I don't go everywhere. I'm not interested in talking to people unless it's like a Larry King or somebody of an amazing ilk that I would actually want to go talk to in real life. Okay. Um, I don't do it so I can sell product and I got things to sell, so let me come talk. Um, you have a great product here and as a fan base 
We love the attention that you spend on the guests. We, we love how much work you've done, how well you know them, how prepared you are. The same things that we liked about I want to watch this whole thing. You brought <laughs> Damn. It's I good. Too. It's very good. So you kind of get the vibes of it. Like he basically picked out this specific platform. One, because they have a focus on the truth. Two, because... Can you tell how awkward Shannon Sharp is just in that 30 seconds we watched? I, I've seen many clips of Shannon Sharp, and I, I don't have that take. I think he's more like, let the person talk. And Also, it, weird situation on how they're sitting. It oh, doesn't yeah. look comfortable at all. It's like a the couch has one little part where it has a back. The rest <laughs> and I was, of it is, is backwards. When you were playing that clip, that's short. exactly what I was thinking about. I'm like, if you tried to rest your back against that part, it would just look weird. So you have to like sit yeah. forward, like right on your butt and just like straight up. And it, you got to feel yeah. kind of uncomfortable. Shannon Sharp looks pretty comfortable, though. They tried to make it very a very comfortable setting, but absolutely bombed where it seemed very uncomfortable. Yeah. I think maybe that's all calculated because it does seem that there is a method to the madness of Club Shay Shay. Like they are getting, Dennis is watching clips, like they are getting raw interviews. And I will note that like one of the things that made it so special was like, there is so much dead air and awkwardness. You could tell there is very little editing in this interview. Like there are just so many moments where Shannon's like, what are you saying? Oh my God. Like stop drinking, like chill out. Like, like maybe if I didn't see the clips, like I, I'd probably have a different opinion on Shannon Sharp, but no, you're going to, if you watch that, you will, you can tell he's a very amateurish journalist and Cat Williams is there to speak his mind. Um, specifically uh, about other people that have came on his show. Like the people that he notably calls out during this interview are Steve Harvey, Cedric, the entertainer, this guy named Ricky Smiley, like, you know, Ricky Smiley in the morning uh, Mm -hmm. talk show, Tyler Perry, um, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. And um, there was one more. Anthony Anderson. A lot of Donald Faison. (laughs) A lot of Donald Faison. Who's Donald Faison? The guy from Scrubs. Really? What'd that guy do? He was just on Club Shannon promoting a show or Club Shay Shay. So he kind of calls him out specifically. It is crazy that Club Shay Shay is not Cat Williams show. It sounds like yeah. a Cat Williams show. I thought that was what I thought we were talking about. I was like, oh, Cat Williams has a, a podcast called. Do you, kn- do you know who Shannon, Sh- Shannon Sharp is on? Yeah, he's a football player. And then he was a he was on NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you were just going to repeat what Kevin just said. Okay. <laughs> He's got Club Shay Shay. He's a bad interviewer. <laughs> what else? Go, sorry, Kevin. Go on. Here's what I want to say about Cat Williams really quick, because I am not a Cat Williams fan. Um, I never like watched his stand-up or anything. He was huge when we were in high school and college. Yeah. Like, he was probably the biggest stand-up in the world. My, my sister, I remember, had we had like three DVDs of Cat Williams when I was in high school. Like She loved Cat Williams. He was a huge deal. Uh, he was sort of like, I don't know, like Shane Gillis now, or just like Louis C.K. Like he was the big name in stand-up. Well, yeah. maybe there's another <laughs> black person to compare yeah. him to. Maybe Kevin, I, maybe Kevin Hart. <laughs> but, yeah, because he does talk about how Kevin Hart basically replaced him. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, Cat Williams was recently on an episode of Atlanta, which if you've never seen Atlanta, fantastic show. Um, and he was in an episode, like he kind of came out of like, this was post like, uh cat williams is on drugs he's crazy and they brought him on to do a quick like a cameo and he was fantastic in it 
So I kind of was like, all right, maybe there's something to this Cat Williams guy. And Cat Williams opens up this interview, like really, really, it's he clearly prepared for it and he establishes his credibility instantly. He basically just like, he explains how smart he is. Like, I didn't realize this and I didn't, I mean, maybe they fact check this, like we probably should dig into it a little deeper, but apparently like he was accepted to college at like, nine years old he read voraciously from like the ages of like four to 20 then he was like homeless in uh florida studying all day long every day no i swear like we'll have to fact check this but this is all stated in the interview like he is not a dumb person and he's clearly like very good at like playing a character like because he's basically his stand-up thing was like he was a pimp like he had his hair straight in he would wear like stupid hats and stuff um so he does a very good job of establishing his credibility at the beginning of this interview. And then the whole rest of the interview, he's kind of bordering on passionate and crazy at the same time. You're like, is he on drugs? Is he drunk right now? Is he like of a place to talk? I feel like it's he has very similar vibes, at least the clips I've seen in this interview, to Kanye West. Like where he goes off on a tangent and he's just kind of talking to the camera and the get the the host is there, but what the host asked him originally has nothing to do with, with what he's talking about. It's like, he's there to just like, he's in a therapy session, just like spilling everything out without actually talking to the host. Cause yeah, Shannon's not really, uh, Shannon does do a good job at some points of just kind of like steering him back to a, a normal direction. But basically the main argument cat is trying to make is that cat is insanely successful as a stand-up, like he's done a bunch of tours, made a bunch of money, um, but he has not had the success in Hollywood that some of these guys like Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer have had because he's essentially not willing to play ball with like, he even goes as far as saying like he went to that uh, interview for like a role and like Harvey Weinstein asked him to suck his dick. Um, He said no, but there were three (laughs) other guys there that got the role and it's like, well, what did they say? So it's kind of like his claim, though, is just that like these other black entertainers are essentially juicing their career. He's like, you can either like work hard or you can juice and get to the same result. And they are all uh, and the best case he makes. And this is what really sold me and made believe everything he's saying is he's like, Shannon, can think about it like a football team. You're competing like when you were on the Denver Broncos, like they told you to compete against the Cleveland Browns. Like you were giving it everything you had against the Cleveland Browns. So he basically kind of laid it out like Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, all these guys are on the same team. They kicked me off of their team. And now that team is winning and I'm on the sideline of the other team and I'm just kind of fucked. Uh, and it made me realize, yeah, like that's 100% probably true. Like those guys are all probably aligned, have the same values and yeah. are dominating Hollywood now just because they're playing and working together and they don't like Cat Williams. So they're not like nobody's giving him a chance and nobody wants to work with him. I feel like I that's mean, all it comes down to. I feel like that's think about any sort of job you have. Like you got to you got to you can't be like a person that's like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. Like f- you got to fucking do stuff you don't want to do let's any sort of job to make it further up in it and is he just is he realizing that like this is why i didn't make it because i said fuck you i'm not doing that i mean we're not sucking people's dicks but you got to do stuff you don't want to do 
Like sometimes you have to tell a boss that you like something yeah. that you don't like, or sometimes you like have to like do something your boss tells you to do, even though you don't. Believe it feels it. like and he's yeah, in like, like a bubble of like thinking that he's in some unique situation, but it's like, no, this is every fucking person has to deal with yeah, this shit. This is corporate America. If you want to get ahead, you're going to be told to do shit you don't want to do. Yeah, or you think it's and dumb. You or... could get mad, mad and leave, but then you get nowhere, yeah. which is exactly what happened. And part of success, I would argue, is being able to turn your brain off and do those things. And I almost think like Cat Williams' fatal flaw is that he maybe is too smart for his own good. Like he just like he mm, kind of leads into my conspiracy. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't have too much more on this, but um, I would say that the whole thing that's your whole what's the conspiracy, I guess. The conspiracy is just that black Hollywood is rigged, which is obvious. Like, that's not even a conspiracy. Like, it's just I think that's just any all of Hollywood. I feel like it's just anything ever about who, (laughs) you know, and what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. Um, there are a few other things like, that are more funny that I just want to point out about this interview. Um, one, this is going to be a hot take, and I'm afraid I'm going to get in, in trouble for saying this, but I do think at one point, Cat Williams blackmails Shannon Sharp. So Shannon Sharp is um, famously single, not married, very few relationships, very private about his individual life. And at one point, Cat Williams says something like, Shannon, if I heard you were in the corner making doing something you shouldn't be doing with another guy, like you wouldn't want me to tell that to people, right? And Shannon's like kind of thrown off. And he's like almost like saying, like, hey, you better not end this interview because I know some shit about you that you don't want leaked. Um, this oh, is kind man. of a bit of this is kind of a bit of a stretch, but I think if you watch the interview, you might recognize that moment. Maybe I'm completely misreading it, but like he it did seem like he was almost blackmailing him a little bit. Like, please don't end this because i could end you kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then later in the interview (laughs) this is where it goes off the rails uh shannon kind of presses him on being part of the nation and the lewis farrakhan um thing and uh i don't know what that is that's the whole like kanye like anti-jewish religion like jews hate black people kind of thing um uh, but no, he, at one point, Cat claims that he can currently run a point three or four point three forty if he wanted to. He says, like, right now, if I went to the parking lot, I could run a four point three forty. Oh, I, I actually saw this, Kevin, and then I saw a clip of him running like close to that speed. So I think it might be true. No way, really? Yeah. Wow. And, I, and then it okay. actually, when I, after I saw that clip, I'm like, maybe he's everything he's saying is right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think any. I don't think anything he's saying is inaccurate. I think he's just kind of speaking what everybody else just kind of actively ignores. Like we are doing things we don't want to do because that's how you get ahead. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I remember from those because I saw many clips of this um, when it was came out in like January or so. He was saying that basically that all these black comedians they follow the plan. They all get a white a white or a light skinned wife or something like that. He said, mm-hmm. and I'm like an ugly white, a, a big faced white. <laughs> yeah, wife. It was yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Like, yeah. yeah, an ugly white. Skin. He was talking about Donald face on there. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I'm like, this guy is fucking jealous. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> I think he just doesn't realize that he's not a Hollywood lead guy. He's like a, like a cartoon character, the way he acts. He's not like, a, yeah, you can't name yourself. Cat Williams. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cat Williams in them wear these huge like pimp suits that are very flashy and bright that look cartoonish. Yeah. Isn't going to get you far. But I would I would say if he want if during the time if there there were roles he could get in if he could get into character I think he definitely would be fine doing it. Maybe he wasn't willing to change and be a character in something other than being himself. Wait, I just realized Kevin, where's your PowerPoint? I didn't have one. He was too worried that we were going to pick it apart like Kevin picked yeah. ours apart. Um, he's so not... t- he's so tough on PowerPoints, but can't put one together himself. <laughs> Sounds like a good boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, my, Sorry, my la- he uh, two other things about Cat Williams. He used to be called Cat in the Hat, um, but then sit- apparently Disney gave him a cease and desist and made him stop using that name. Dr. Seuss. Which is funny to me. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing, which I think was the last part of the interview I watched, was he just says, like, women only wanted to be treated equal in certain situations. I was like, oh, shit, that's really fucking true. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> when it comes to me having to hold the door for him, I still got to do that. I still got to buy him flowers on Valentine's Day. But, like, when it comes to oh yeah, pay equality, like, yeah, you got to play that game. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I, anyways, it's not so much of, like, me trying to sell it on you guys. I just wanted to kind of sell you on watching this interview. It is fascinating. I think we'll all come to the same conclusion, but he was an interesting guy, and I highly recommend watching it. Do you have to watch it? Do you have to watch it on YouTube, or is there an audio? I think there's an audio one, but this is what made it so difficult for me because I kept trying to go back and watch it, and, like, YouTube doesn't save your spot on my TV, at least like I had to like keep finding the spot I finished at. So it's not like they have, how long is it? It's like three hours. Holy shit. I can't even imagine where it goes. I I'm only watched an hour watch. and a half. I was going to say, I'm not watching that. You should, we it's got, good background do we have noise. Short, we got a lot of short clips somewhere. That gets yeah. You can like just that. watch that best of video. All right, Dennis, like let's it. hear your conspiracy. Let, let's All see right. where you go from. That was good, Owens. Kevin. You got, you got me intrigued. I, I'm definitely going to dig in. Yeah dig into it a bit but i to me it sounds like cat williams is just doesn't want to do some work that other people will that, yeah, i'm not saying he yeah, needs he, to suck someone's dick that's that's over that's crossing the line absolutely but there's probably some things he's like i'm not gonna do that and it's probably a reasonable request yeah. but wants to go tell everyone else like listen to this look at he's how a little ridiculous too proud. this is yes and you sometimes you gotta you just gotta have to just take the shit and do your work and i'll get you further so he got Amen. really far though. Very successful person, so he did a good job. So I and I actually applaud him for sticking to his guns too. Yeah, and that's somebody good. needs to like speak truth, and that's how things get yeah. changed. Like that's how. I agree. Yeah, a lot of respect for him after that. Dennis, right. what's your conspiracy theory? So I I did a lot of thinking about this and what I should do, and I was very close to doing like some crazy one, like the hollow earth theory or have you guys heard of that? That the earth is actually hollow and people live in it. Uh, it just reminds me of the, have you seen the new basketball by I think Spalding? The uh, airless that is one completely hollow. Yeah. yeah. That's all I keep thinking of. And it's so, the same shape as that. Yeah. Aren't all basketballs hollow? No, like there's no air. You could see through it. There's just like little like hexagons. Costs like $2,000. And then, okay, so I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking, I need a conspiracy theory that I actually, like, sort of believe, and that many people believe in, and there's really no, there's a there's a solid answer, but it's like, everyone questions it. So, can you see my screen? 
Yes, we're looking at Dennis's goal. Okay, we are all in the same kind of realm. I love this. Hollywood conspiracy theories. Yeah, so it's the enigma of oh, sorry. the enigma of Kurt Cobain's death. Okay. And then Dennis has a picture of not Kurt Cobain playing yeah, a guitar, which I know that? was a which is definitely a bit by him. So I, I <laughs> is this guy's name or is this guy's name Kurt Cobain? No, so is this I, a different? Uh, okay. I use ChatGPT like this plugin to make this PowerPoint <laughs> for me. So they all the all the pictures are. Uh... Wait, let me explain this slide really quick because I this is why I didn't pick mine. Um, Dennis has this slideshow called "The Enigma of Kurt Cobain's Death." It has like a serify font, like it looks like it's kind of like medieval font. And then to the left, there's a stock photo of a guy from like 2013 Damn. playing guitar <laughs> with like a nose piercing. Um, looks kind of like a, yeah. Yeah. So Dennis, continue. I think these are all AI generated death. photos because I just said, make me a PowerPoint about the conspiracy <laughs> around Kurt Cobain's death. Okay. So you guys know Kurt Cobain, lead singer Nirvana, right? Sing us something, yeah, Dennis. Se- uh, Seattle local. Yeah. So. Something in the way. Ooh, that sounds good. That did sound good. That's the Batman song. Um, but yeah, ner- so I remember I had a friend who moved away when I was little, and he came back, and he was obsessed with Nirvana, and he we went to go visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, and he's like, I need to see Nirvana, Nirvana stuff. And then he kept saying, like, Cameron, I remember yeah. this friend. My God, I remember you this have guy. An amazing memory. I was gonna say, who the fuck? Who is it? And so he he kept talking about how Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself, and because you guys all know Kurt Cobain shot himself with a shotgun and wrote a suicide note and all this sort of stuff. But then he's saying that he didn't do it, and there's a whole conspiracy around it. And I remember thinking like. My God, I I like Weird Al Yankovic. Like I never even thought about Nirvana in like sixth grade. <laughs> and he's thinking about like how the guy killed himself. Jesus Christ. So it's kind of always stuck in my head. And then over the years, I've seen probably like two or three documentaries about it. Um, and so I figure I'm going to try to get you guys on the page of Kurt Cobain. Have you guys heard this conspiracy theory that he didn't actually kill himself? No, it's the first time hearing it. I have, but Dennis, can I ask you an unrelated question? How old was this friend, and how old were you? I was probably twelve. We uh, he was probably thirteen. I was twelve. He's a year older. Okay, so just a one year older. Because I had a lot of friends growing up that were like two or three years older than me, and it definitely corrupted me. Because like I was like exposed to like things that just like not really meant for like an 11 year old to hear that like a 14 year old was it just like i i it probably screwed me up in the long run just like developmentally but yeah continue (laughs) second that kevin yeah i would say for sure like i never it was probably the first conspiracy theory that i could think of like i didn't know about any kids maybe that's why it sticks in my mind it was the first time i'm like first of all i didn't even know who nirvana really was but then he's like oh he didn't actually kill himself and i'm like what does that mean and then kind of stuck with me first time you realized like all because people tell you something it might not necessarily yes. be true yeah looks like a stand-up comic like a it's like a, a acoustic or like a guitar comedian like on the left yeah i don't know ai wrote this part there's there's only two slides i actually wrote so 
the mysterious death. Kevin, you like bold right there. Death of, of AI knows you, man. Of Kirk Cobain continues to captivate fans. So this is kind of answering the conspiracy theory about his death. If you didn't know about Kirk Cobain, he had a troubled childhood and struggled with mental health that had been well documented. Um, same image of the guy on the first screen. So <laughs> exact same, just zoomed in. Yeah. Dennis, did you did you read through this or is this just a fresh take? Some of these slides are fresh for me, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a 2019 like hipster. Oh, this is older than that. This is like 14. They all have nose right? rings. With the this is like LA brunch guy. Like yeah, he's well. He started. He found it's been around since 2014. He never updated his style. It just is going to stick with him to the grave. So, Kurt Cobain, he created the band Nirvana with some other guys, and oh. they they became very <laughs> successful and very quickly, which may have resulted to his turmoil that we're going to be talking about. Okay. <laughs> All right, now we're looking at a picture or a slide. It says the final days. And then on the right side, there's a redheaded girl pressing her cheeks and like kind of like looking off to the side like, what the fuck? Almost like she's like, it's a bubblegum like ad where she's like, mm, this is good bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah, and they just forgot yeah. the bubblegum bubble. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good image for the final days leading up to Cobain's death <laughs> and behavior um, raised concerns among family and friends. The events leading to his disappearance and death remained a mystery. And I and I wrote this part right down here. I said, how could a guy who wrote a song called I Hate Myself? You definitely wrote this part because you put the <laughs> because the words hate myself are hate one myself. word. I said, how could a guy who wrote a song called I Hate Myself and Want to Die kill himself and do this so there is a nirvana co- song called that i love that the one part that dennis wrote has a typo in it <laughs> yeah was that on purpose or just straight up you screwed up i don't i just wrote it i didn't <laughs> i don't proofread right next <laughs> i think you, yeah yeah stream of conscience okay <laughs> Ouija board. it's just the first i've seen that image okay <laughs> All right. This is a little redundant, Dennis. The whole slideshow is like. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to get to the part. You'll see where I got into this thing and I deep dived it. All right. So, a lot of conspiracy theories around Kurt Cobain's death. And the main one that I've heard is do you know who he was married to? <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Yeah, Courtney Love. Why. Yeah, Courtney Love. She killed him. And that's what I'm going to prove today. In this case, okay. do you think Courtney Love was attractive? No, did she? Was, she was not. No. Never a mess. She's a mess. She's always been a mess. It's, it's shocking she is still alive. She looks like that is. Yeah, she looks like she does a lot of drugs, which I think she did. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy, these <laughs> next slides are rough looking. Here's where I get come into play here, where I pace some. Dennis, stuff. you're really. You're really close to your mic and like yelling okay, at it. Sorry. I don't know if Kevin notices that too. <laughs> sorry about that. You're I noticed good. it. I just I, I feel I, bad for Kevin's uh, editing. Sorry about that. I uh, I'm more distracted by like this is like the cleanest 
PowerPoint presentation. And then we get to Dennis's slides and it's all bold, 24 point font, no spacing. The last sentence is hanging off the bottom of the PowerPoint and there's no capitals. Okay. Continue Dennis. And there's a picture of a suicide note. That's a good touch. Yeah. Hey, I'm giving you the facts here. All right. So, so how Kurt Don't Cobain killed this. himself was, let me just, let me just tell you how he killed himself before I go into this. So I don't want you to read this yet. Um, Ouija board? No, but so Kurt Cobain, he was missing for like three days. No one knew where he was. And then eventually they found him in his house or apartment or something like that. Um, with a shot, uh, a bunch of heroin within in his system, a suicide note, and a shotgun next to him, and a bullet hole through his head. So he it looked like he killed himself. So that was kind of the story of what he, how, like how he killed himself. But a lot of theories came out that, and a lot of things came out that it didn't seem like it was true. This ties in with something I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, after watching American Nightmare, that documentary on netflix the true crime one watching true detective uh night country there does seem to be a common theme around cops being lazy and almost just trying to wrap up cases in any way that they can so it's like if they if they can like if they can get a clean break on this case they'll take it so it's like okay so it does open up um the lane for a lot of these conspiracy theories because like there probably is a way more complicated explanation but they're just like oh you know what we can make a clear case in court wrap this thing up get our paycheck yeah i was thinking about that too kevin and i think the reason for that is that in 99 percent of the cases they know right away who did it and it's it's true and so they're like i'm just gonna follow my gut here and it's and it, like the American nightmare situation where the guy's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like this guy definitely killed his wife or whatever, but mm-hmm. all right, let's get into the Kurt Cobain details of why we think Courtney love did it. Okay. So one, um, Kurt Cobain, they found a, a lethal amount of heroin and then shot himself, which if you're going to do a lot of heroin, how do you kill yourself? Also, you're feeling good. Why would you kill yourself? Yeah. That's probably the best he ever felt. Or like if you want to kill yourself and you love heroin, just do a crazy amount of heroin, right? Yeah. Just feel really good and be like, I'm ready to go. I don't know. I think if you are like, I really want to die, he probably is like, I'm going to do all this heroin. If it, if it doesn't kill me, I'll be really mad. So he wanted to make sure that it was done. I'm interested in this next slide, Dennis, because I always love this word paraphernalia. Like, what is paraphernalia and why is it only associated with drugs? So after injecting heroin, his drug paraphernalia was neatly stored. So the paraphernalia is basically the accessories you use to take the drug. So it could be like, you know, when you smoke weed out of a bong or heroin, the um, rubber thing, I guess you use and the spoon and the... (laughs) The shot. <laughs> Have you guys been in a gas station bathroom with the blue lights? No. What's that? So if you go to like a sketchy part of town and go to a gas station <laughs> and then go in the bathroom, the whole bathroom will be lit in blue. Kind of like your background right now, Dennis. Like a blue That's light. 
because you can't find the vein. So they don't want people shooting up in their bathrooms. So they make it all blue light. Yeah. Ooh. Dennis, you got a problem? That way you have it out there? (laughs) I don't want to do heroin to this podcast. My, My source... The clerk at a gas station. So that's, let's a, see. that's a reputable source, I mean, Kevin. That's yeah, good. they're probably seeing it more than anyone, right? Yeah, it's just like that. It's not like they're trying to save lives. They're just like, I don't want to work after hours cleaning up bodies. Yeah. <laughs> hell, hell no. You don't want to deal with oh, that, yeah. John. <laughs> no. All right. So, so going, continuing, as Kevin was going to say, Cobain's sleeves were rolled down. What? So he did a bunch of heroin and then rolled his sleeves back down? I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> Tennis. Wait, they were rolled down? Yeah. Like he had it like this, and then he decided to go like this. All right, let me look at any picture of Kurt Cobain and just see where his sleeves normally are. Oh, that's a good point. Dennis yeah, but going, if you're though. injecting stuff in your arm, like heroin, yeah, how? why are your sleeves rolled down? I don't know, but the first thing, if I was injecting something, the first thing I would do is get those sleeves fucking down as fast as possible. I would too. I'd take the needle out. I'd safely store it, get rid of my stuff and then put my, my things down. So it's like, yeah, but I think heroin hits you quick, right? Not that quick. (laughs) I can get my sleeves down. There is is an, an absurd amount of heroin that is done like in the middle of the road and not in the middle of the road on sidewalks in Seattle. I've seen it and I'm like, Oh my God. I've never seen a, hair, a heroin needle in my entire life until I moved here. And they're literally fucking everywhere. That's crazy. I, I guess if I, I feel like if I did heroin, I feel like I would need to take my shirt off. Like I feel like I'd yeah. get very like, hot. So I wouldn't be rolling my sleeves down. <laughs> All the heroin addicts are like, this guy is such a narc. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continuing. Um, the gun casing from the shotgun was found on an unusual side. What does that mean? Like where where the where they think he killed himself and like where the the casing from the bullet should have landed was not in the right place. You know, like it was on the wrong side of his body. Like if he shot himself like I don't know. I don't know how he shot himself, but like this and the casing was like way over there, you know. I like that theory. I like that part. I'm sure there's a way to explain it. That that's where it first seems like that seems the most sketchy to me. Yeah. If they recreate that a hundred times, hey, it gets they weirder. Get that that resolution. So, when they found him, his tires were slashed. Like, why the fuck were his tires slashed? You know, can't be driving on heroin. He's like, you guys <laughs> slashed my tires. I I can't be trusted driving. Yeah. Oh, and have you ever had any car break-ins in Seattle? Someone tried stealing my car, and I. <laughs> All right. So, middle of the night. I heard something, looked out the window, and I saw someone like taking like what it looked like a picture. This guy had some like reflective pants on. And I was like, oh, they're just doing like a film shot or something. <laughs> yeah. Get, get down there in the morning. He's doing get a there in the Well, he looked like he was recording. So then I get there in the morning to find out that someone was trying to drill out the the keyhole of our the car to steal the car. Because we have a Kia, and there's you know who the oh, Kia yeah, boys you don't are. Oh yeah, Kias, yeah, yeah. So or no, we don't have a Kia Hyundai. Same thing. Kias and Hyundais have the same same issue. But ours is a push to start, so we're okay. But I've seen that happen, and I've had my car rummaged through when I had it unlocked. I have a push to start now, and I can never remember to 
Like I can't get it right. Out. Yeah, I can't. Like, does you do you ever get used uh, to I, it? I left my keys in the in the <laughs> car overnight two like two nights ago, and <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Oh my god! I think that is a bad invention. Yeah, dude, Mike, it's tough. They should have a little slot on. I know some cars do, but they some will have a little slot for you to put the keys so that give you remember me something to, grab it to put out. somewhere. Yeah, like or even like a magnet, like a treadmill, like where it's like a safety. Oh, I like start I, the car, I throw <laughs> yeah. the keys out the window, and I go. <laughs> <laughs> dude Lee, Lee, i think lisa leaves her keys in her car every single night oh, but I, I mean we live in like a neighborhood i guess so yeah you're fine yeah but probably shouldn't do that um all right continuing so here's where i here's where my picture comes into play have you guys ever read his suicide note before no so he wrote this long suicide note and the last part, as you can see in the picture, he wrote like it looks like different handwriting or like happened at a different time. So the whole suicide note reads just like he wants to quit Nirvana. And then only the last part that's like, you know, big writing down here is kind of like the part that sounds like he's going to kill himself. And so what people say is that he wrote this note and Courtney Love added the last part basically that says like please keep going Courtney for Francis for her life which will be so much better without me I love you I love you it is interesting Dennis because yeah it's like this whole suicide note is written in this little fine print and then the bottom looks like it's like if you were like writing a note and then you're like hey Freddie my son my five-year-old son can you write this with your opposite hand yeah and mm-hmm. like <laughs> it looks completely like everything about it looks wrong. Yeah, and that's that's actually what I was reading when Owen joined. It was a suicide note. But at the same time, imagine you just did a bunch of heroin and then all of a sudden you're trying to write. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot this part. And he's like, yeah. And then, bang. Yeah, because there is there is one line. I Because when I read this again, there is one line that's up here where I'm like, eh, that could sound like he's trying to kill himself because he's like, I'll meet you at the altar. Like, I want to meet you at the altar, which I thought some people, I think, think of it like his da- meeting his daughter at the altar or whatever. I don't know. But to me, it sounds like the altar of God. I don't know. I think this is the weakest argument, Dennis, because it reminds me of the John Mulaney joke where you're like trying to fill out a giant banner and like you just don't leave enough room for the end. And all of a sudden you're like trying to squeeze in. And it's almost like he wrote this whole note. All of a sudden the drugs kicked in and then he's like, fuck like i have to finish this thing with a clear thought and it's just yeah it looks like garbage yeah sleeves up though the whole time (laughs) (laughs) okay so continuing um lawyer lawyer rosemary carroll found handwriting practice sheets in courtney love's possession so what was she doing with that well, she didn't do a good job of nailing it. Yeah, that's true. Why did she go extra? She went from like 10 point font to 25. Yeah. She must not have practiced very hard, Dennis. No, you're right. You're right. Damn, Kevin. <laughs> you're putting holes into the series here. I, I agree with that. Um, next point. Courtney Love filed a missing person report under Cobain's mother's name, not her own name. So... This is all right. I'm in, Dennis. The the these like last couple things seem very uh, realistic. Oh, is this actually 
uh, Courtney Love, or do is this just another AI version? Of um, the, the app I use, I said, give me a picture of Courtney Love, and I think they they just make a picture up. So, and yeah, they made her look not. She always seems like she has lipstick, like yeah, m- missing her lips. They are all over the place. She doesn't look ugly there. She doesn't look cute, but she doesn't look. This is ugly. her like older. I think she looks almost better older now, maybe than like yeah, she probably did in the 90s. yeah. Um, okay, so continuing, uh, so the police officer who, like, the main guy was killed later in a rare police shooting, which I think that's a weak point. He received money from Love. She might have just gave money to, uh, you know, work a little harder. Oh, and what are you looking at on your phone? Trying to look at pictures of Courtney Love. She, I think that's a right, good actual picture of her. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so... There are a lot of people that came out that said Kurt Cobain was going to quit Nirvana and divorce Love. And so that's why that was kind of the motivation behind her staging a suicide. Um, Yeah. And then that's kind of all I got. (laughs) But (laughs) there's a lot of other crazy shit I didn't put in here. Like there's a guy that came out that said Courtney Love paid him to, to stage the death. Um she canceled his credit cards like one day after he was missing, which is very strange to do. Like he's missing. Not that strange. You don't think? He'd be like, this guy's gone, gone crazy. He's gone AWOL. Don't know what he's doing. We need to make sure he comes back. We don't want to have him fund his life out in Mexico. No. I have a theory, Dennis. Wait, let me read my conclusion first. And then let me hear your theory. Because okay. I wrote this. Yeah. The death of Kirk Cobain. Kirk Cobain. <laughs> the death of Cucumbera sits in the old no, tree. We all know and all the gum drops he can see. All right. I don't need to read that, but it's there's a mystery around it. Kevin and Owen, what's your thoughts? I I am I really want to listen to Nirvana now, and I really like God, like the grunt, like the act. This was like actual, like rock and roll. Rock and roll seems like old time, like what our parents would say. But this seems like fun and interesting to get into. You don't have this kind of shit going on anymore, where you have these crazy headlines with these uh, ultra huge pop stars or rock stars that have this troubled past and then they end up killing themselves. But the partner it's, it's a good story. It's awesome. So it made me very intrigued at it. It is sad, but this is, it's like, it's good. This is what makes things good. Like when you die early, you don't make shitty music on later on. So yeah, yeah. I would love for like Billie Eilish or Dua Lipa to just die tomorrow. <laughs> oh and then all of a sudden, yeah, like, just do it. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Because like, those are two artists I do not respect. If they just were like to die, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I would think that's just some industry plant. Like, I don't think that person is. You think Dua Lipa is an industry plant? I know that Billie Eilish is. Yeah. Supposedly one. I would think everybody <laughs> is probably. Yeah. Kevin watched the Cat Williams interview. He's, everyone's a plant. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Cat. cat's got it cat's got it uh do you want to hear my theory dennis yeah go ahead my theory kurt cobain killed himself courtney love obviously an opportunistic person discovered him first and was like fuck how can i benefit from this 
as opposed to like worrying about his, you know, like concern with her husband. She's just like, okay, great. My husband, this guy who was troubled, killed himself. Like, what can I do to try to salvage some money from this? That would be my so guess. So you, you do think that it wasn't a clear cut suicide. There was some sort of foul play involved. No, I would think he killed himself and she's just like, okay, fuck, my husband killed himself. Like, what can I do to try to make some money? There is, so I was also, there's a, two days after he, they found him and found the suicide note, she released a recording of her reading it and it was played all over MTV, I guess, of her reading the suicide note and like her crying. She probably made $150,000 for that. Yeah. So I think she's just trying to make some money off of a guy's right, tragic so death. I think that he killed himself and he wrote the note. I think that she probably found the note after and she's like, he didn't fucking put anything about me at the <laughs> yes, bottom. Let exactly. me write this in, practice it to make it more about me. And so then I she wrote it a little like bit. this, you know, the wrong way to yeah, hold a pen. Yeah, she full, full fisted, <laughs> yeah. full fisted writing. honestly i 100 percent agree with that theory i think she's just like how can i insert myself into this narrative he clearly didn't even give a fuck about me i just want to make money off of this yeah i will say i'm out of nowhere i've gotten really intrigued into kurt cobain and nirvana i'm like shit i want to listen to their music i want to go see the things around seattle because there's a bench his old house that's out here yeah um there's a bar. I've been to the bar that he frequented a lot. They actually. I went to that with you, Owen. There. Did you? Yeah, we went. That was the one place I wanted to go when I was in okay, Seattle. Yeah, they celebrated their anniversary. I think like twentieth or thirtieth anniversary just the other day. Um, but it's. I don't know. Now I'm. I'm very. Thank you for doing this one because it's got me. There, like, I'm going to go down a loop this week. I I wasn't into Nirvana really, and then I saw this. I was telling Kevin. I saw this documentary where they go through every song um it's it's all about one album and they go through every song and like why he wrote the song and it was like i don't know it made me like him a lot it was really good here is the only downfall of or maybe not the only downfall is i really don't like david grohl right is that Foo Foo no, Dave guy? Grohl, dave grohl yeah he is insufferable so it made me real. I'm like, fuck. Was Nirvana actually not that cool? Because they had this guy that was in the band that they. Yeah, but liked, he was the back. He wasn't the guy. He wasn't the original uh, drum well, player. I mean, he wasn't I don't know like when he got put in or what? What was he playing drums? I believe he was playing yeah. drums for Nirvana, and then now uh, he. But he did not another Teen Spirit. Is he? He made up that one. That's like one of their most famous openings. Is the the drum for that? Yeah, I but. can guarantee you Dave Grohl and Kurt Cobain were in a band together. Kurt Cobain is this anarchist motherfucker who just wants to like speak his mind. And Dave Grohl was like, how do I contain this so we can make money? <laughs> and it, like he was just like the. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said not, not another teen spirit. I meant to say smells like Teen Spirit. I think I said that I'm not positive, but that may have happened. So I need to make some sure of the early Foo Fighter stuff. Though is good. Like when he first came out with it, it's it's pretty good. I I, I agree. There's like some songs that with Foo Fighters that they're they're catchy or good or whatever. I, it's embarrassing for me to actually enjoy something by them because I I really <laughs> why don't is it like embarrassing? Because I I really don't like that guy and I don't like him 
and I'm bummed that Alex G is touring now with Foo Fighters, and they're they're going to be doing the T-Mobile part. I saw that Owen because yeah. I looked at to see if they're coming to Cleveland. I'm like, oh, they're going to Seattle, and I'm like, Alex G can sell out T-Mobile Park, and then I'm like, oh, who's Alex fuck. G? It's- so so I'm go- I was like, can I just buy tickets? They should have an an option where you could buy Alex G tickets for cheaper. You get in this one section, and they kick you out before yeah. Foo Fighters. Because that's what Alex I really G? want to see. He's great. You'd like him, Kevin. Actually, no, it's funny, Owen. I had the same situation. Modest Mouse opened up for Foo Fighters like probably eight <sighs> years ago. Bummer. And I'm like, should I go to this concert? I don't I don't want to see Foo Fighters, but I want to. Yeah. But then, then I think about every opener I've ever seen at a concert. And it's just, it's it's an opener. And I just, there's no, everyone's talking. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, not good. It's not good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They need to do Alex G where you have good seats. Everyone cares about it. And then you get to leave and you don't have to pay Foo Fighter prices because it's like over $100 for tickets at T-Mobile. Kevin, Alex G is probably the closest you can get to Kevin Morby, like very similar sort of guys. So (laughs) I want to hear more about. I don't think so. Yeah, you don't think so. But like to Kevin, yes. (laughs) I love I love both of them, though. They're both amazing. No, These guys sound really, really cool. I want to hear more about T-Mobile Park. This sounds amazing. <laughs> There's this phone company. <laughs> amazing networks. What is this for? Like in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle. We're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget. We're not talking like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. You just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram and to give us five star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah, That's all we yeah. have to say. So just say that. Is there Kevin, any, go. Yeah, if you're, uh, you're listening Just cut now, what I said and put it on there. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parent's guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order.